0: There have been a lot of questions when it comes to personal protective equipment and the issues with the global market. And joining me now to talk more about how this can potentially be resolved with the importance of domestic production, I'm joined on the line by a resource policy analyst with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, BC office, Ben Parfit. Ben, thanks for taking the time.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: All right, so let's just start, I guess, with... You know, the issue of domestic production, I mean, I think it's kind of an obvious answer, right, as we've talked about these issues over the past, you know, two months or so now, Um, but why is it so important that we start to see more and more of this equipment produced here? And we're specifically talking a little bit more about respirators, but why is it so important that we start making these and having a good supply within within our Canadian market?
1: Well, I, we only have to look at what happened as uh, the COVID-19 virus spread. Um, we saw uh, leaders uh, uh, in countries around the world uh, scrambling to uh, secure supplies of N95 masks and other essential uh, medical uh, gear. And that uh, triggered some pretty um, uh, uh, bad behavior uh, that had implications for Canada. So, for example, uh, uh, President Donald Trump uh, invoked a federal act to try and prevent N95 uh, masks from being shipped uh, by Mask Maker 3M uh, into Canada. Um, now, that was eventually uh, resolved, but, but the issue. Uh, here is that it really highlighted the vulnerability that uh, Canada and other countries have uh, to market forces that are really beyond their control. So if we're reliant on um, other countries uh, producing uh, these masks and other essential medical uh, gear, um, we're at the whims of the market. So I, I really believe it is incumbent on Canada to to learn uh, from uh, the lessons of this pandemic. And one of the lessons I think to be learned is that we should be self-sufficient in the production of our own masks and other gear here in Canada um, and then any excess that is produced, of course, we, we could sell or provide at times of need to, to other countries, uh, that require it. But we should be looking for a made in Canada solution. Um, and I think beyond just that, we should be looking at trying to make those products in, in the most environmentally and, and climate friendly fashion that we can. And I think with the, the M95 masks that, that I've looked into, uh, there definitely is a real opportunity here in British Columbia to be uh, producing those masks and other essential items uh, using wood-based pulp instead of uh, oil-based uh, synthetics.
0: Yeah, and that sort of leads into my next question and actually answers that a little bit. I was going to say, you know, how viable is it to, to start doing this work here in Canada? What is it about Canada that makes uh, uh, this country a place where, you know, building these N95 masks seems like something that could be done, uh, you know, with relative ease?
1: Well, it might not be done with relative ease, but it could be done. So uh, when the last uh, coronavirus uh, to visit uh, Canada appeared more than a decade ago, uh, the SARS uh, virus, um, researchers at the University of British Columbia uh, joined with researchers uh, in Alberta um, to ask the question: Is there a way that we could make a material uh, derived from from wood pulp um, uh, that could pr- could produce uh, a mask material that would compete uh, with uh, the N95 mask and meet the the very high N95 standard? And the result of that research, which was published more than a decade ago, was that indeed uh, it appeared that uh, a pulp-derived product could be made that would compete with uh, the uh, oil-based mask material in 3M's N95 masks. So, you know, this was really important research that had been done. It had been uh, done here in Canada, you know, employing Canadian uh, minds and ingenuity. Um, and I think that that's an example of what we, we could be doing here in British Columbia and elsewhere in Canada, making products uh, from that are derived from our forests um, that could uh, meet um, a growing uh, number of needs um, and doing so in a way that replaces the use of um, fossil fuels, which is something we know we need to be doing anyways.
0: Now, when we're talking about the procurement of this PPE, and specifically we were talking here about N95s, um, you know, I guess, Why is it so critical to to have these stockpiles within Canada. I know like when we're talking about, uh, sorry, let me rephrase this. So when we're talking about the situation as it stands right now, right? We know when we're talking about procurement, there has been a lot of calls from our federal and provincial governments to start building more domestically, right, like those places that can, uh, you know, re-alter their manufacturing plants to be able to produce some things like gloves and gowns, like that. that's being promoted, right? And, and they're sort of asking more companies to do that. And it's gonna be the same, I would think, you know, when it comes to these N95s and building them here in Canada. But, you know, as we come out of this pandemic, and I'm probably getting ahead of myself when looking at that, but, you know, do you think there will be just a, a, an appetite to see some of the work that's already started continue to take place? Clearly, there's going to be um, a heightened awareness out of, about PPE coming out of this.
1: Oh, yeah. I think that there is going to be a growing interest in this. I mean, I, I think one of the, the sort of um, big, big picture lessons with the pandemic is that it is really um, uh Forcing countries to look at what it means to be self-sufficient, and uh, you're seeing, I think, more and more people interested in reassessing and looking more closely at at what it means to be um, uh, self-sufficient in the production of of needed items. Um, So I I do think that there's going to be a growing appetite for this, Um, and I also think it dovetails in this particular case um, very uh, neatly with um, what many people have been saying for some time time, um, which is that the forest industry in this country needs to evolve and move in new directions. and. There is a growing body of of research into uh, bioproducts so these are are, uh, any one of a number of materials that can be derived uh, from from wood fiber. Everything from uh, biofuels to bioplastics to biofabrics. A whole range of materials that could be um, derived from our forests and made in um, somewhat reconfigured um, existing pulp and paper facilities in, in in the country and I think that there's you know there's a real need to be moving in this direction and you know I think it's it's kind of a sad commentary that one of the industries uh, in the country that um, you know was among the first to, <laughs> to be getting funds was was the fossil fuel uh, industry and I really think it behooves uh, the federal and provincial governments to be thinking uh, more uh, carefully and clearly about what they could be doing Doing, uh, for the forest industry uh, particularly in light of, of climate change we know that we need to be moving in a different direction um, in this country and around the world in terms of weaning ourselves off of fossil fuels and and I think that there is room to be thinking about a, a, a dramatically expanded uh, range of products that could be derived from our forests but there is a very very important caveat and and, and that is that we have to do a great deal more Um, to nurture our forests uh, to, to make them more resilient in the face of climate change. We need to be conserving more forests as well. So this is not a, a, a slam dunk. There's a number of things that have to happen that um, could result in us seeing, you know, more essential items like N95 masks uh, potentially being made here in BC. But at the end of the day, we have to be very, very cognizant of the fact that we have to look after our forests if that is going to happen.
0: Yeah, and, and it sounds like, you know, the way you phrase it, right, when we're talking about the concerns just around our forestry industry here in BC, and I'm obviously looking for, for new ways to utilize that material, it sounds like it could be a real nice marriage if everything were able to be worked out between the forestry industry and this need for medical equipment. But I guess when we come out of this, um, you know, do you think that, um, you know, it sounds like a great idea right now, but once we're not in a pandemic, right, there, there, no one was talking about the need for PPE, and no one was talking about the need for respirators. There was, uh, yeah, I remember, even in ontario right there was a hospital in toronto that had stockpiled millions of masks and getting ready for if and when a pandemic were to happen and then by the time one hits all that stuff's expired so i'm just curious if you think you know it sounds fantastic right now but as we hopefully come out of this do you think that there'll be less of a focus on this kind of stuff i mean you say there's a need to come up with new ways to utilize our forestry industry but do you think that this might not have quite the legs it will coming out of a pandemic
1: Well, my hope uh, is that that will not be the case, that that we will see that there is, um, uh, you know, a a real need to ensure that we've got uh, adequate supplies of these materials. I think we should be doing everything we can to try and encourage the industry to move in, in that direction. Um first to ensure that we have uh, adequate and secure uh, domestic supply, but but also ultimately to help to reposition uh, the industry and and make it stronger because it's got a more diversified product base. Um, You know, I think it's in everybody's interest to see that happen, I think the industry uh, in the province, the industry in the country, has you know is in a rather more abundant state. Um, anything that can be done to encourage um, a, a transformation, I think, is uh, ultimately in uh, everyone's long-term uh, interest.
0: I think so as well. I uh, just thought, you know, I would throw it out there because like I say, I know when we're talking about being in it right now, it's a, a huge priority. But uh, once we're not sort of in the thick of any sort of a emergency situation, these kinds of things do take a bit of a back seat. So I just think it's important to keep it front and center. And of course, it's going to be for now, but we'll see what happens uh, if and when there is a vaccine uh, created for this uh, coronavirus then things might change a little bit. But I like the idea, Ben, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking more about it.
1: Hey, thanks again for having
0: me. Absolutely. That was uh, Ben Parfit, resource policy analyst with the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives and the BC Office.